0: You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country.
1: <laughs> Stop laughing! <laughs> and when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You
2: fucking guys are unbelievable. Evening
3: everybody, welcome to another episode of Why You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you the Howard Stern Show on September 11th, 2001. And to join me, I had a radio professional come on, Drew, whatever the name, his name is. Who cares? It's from the Drew and Mike show. What's up, buddy? It's Drew Lane. What's going on, man?
0: I'm, I'm pumped. I have not heard much of the Howard Stern show on that day. I remember our show pretty well, and I've listened to it, and a lot of people have listened to it. But I'm, I'm very intrigued to hear Howard's show.
3: Well, so the, this episode came about because I subscribed to the Drew and Mike show on YouTube, which you guys should all do. Um, and mm-hmm. I guess random because of that randomly in my YouTube al- algorithm uh, up pops. And I guess, cause I look at a lot of this historical stuff for this show and just my own interests. So for whatever reason, it fed me a full episode of the Drew and Mike show from September 11th, 2001. And I sent it to Drew and I was like, have you heard this? Like, do you know, this is on YouTube in its entirety? And he was like, Jesus, I haven't listened to this in forever. And it was bizarre to listen to because Drew was like, nailing things that were happening in real time to the point where I was like,
0: were you in on this? And so- <laughs>
1: <What's going> on? <laughs>
0: That's really funny. Um, I, We really were, I, I got to say, I, I'm really proud of that show and a lot of people commented on it and uh, nailing Osama bin Laden. What, when I heard myself nail that re nail it listening to yeah. it the other day, I was like, yes, I was so pleased with myself. And my partner, Mike, who is deceased um, is a pilot. And Mike was identifying, like, you know, the type of engines. Well, it's got to be a commercial jet because it's, I mean, he was he was so on it he just nailed it it was great to have a pilot in the studio that day
3: he was yeah he was throwing a lot of uh, jargon and plain lingo out there and I was like I. it was funny that you told me he was a pilot because listening to it I was like what does this guy fucking know and you're like oh no he knows (laughs) he seems to know
0: everything (laughs) he normally got berated for that jargon but it really came in handy on (laughs) 9-11 I'll say yeah he was lucky that day unlike so many (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly it was um, that was a good thing. There were a lot of bad things that day, but it was good to have Mike Clark in the studio. I mean, as it was any day, really. I mean, my amazing partner, Mike, was, was uh, stellar in many, many ways. But I tell you, when it comes to airplanes, very few people knew more than Mike.
3: Yeah. And Drew, I like I said, uh, old, you can tell by his uh, sultry pipes, uh, old school radio guy, been doing it forever since. Uh, uh, but you've had the, the podcast now for how long? You've been doing the podcast
0: you yeah, were well, very going- early. Going on eight years, we started in 2016 um, after a disastrous run on sports radio following WRIF. We were on a rock station for 22 years in Detroit, and then they brought in Dave and Chuck, um, dumped us, and they threw me on sports radio in the afternoon. And it was really just a total debacle I didn't want to talk about sports all the time, first of all. And second of all, they had Mike and Mike from ESPN in the morning who did worse shares than public radio in Detroit. I mean, (laughs) they were like 22nd in the market. And in the afternoon, I think we were fourth or fifth uh, most of the time. So it was just – it was an uphill battle that we were never going to win. And when they said – Either you talk all sports or you go do something else. I was delighted. I was really happy to leave. And that's when I started podcasting in 2016.
3: That sums up the radio business, by the way, to take guys that have no interest in talking sports and being like, you're a sports show now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I know. I, I love sports. I like talking sports, but sports radio, after having done it for two years, I actually lost a lot of interest in sports because I hated faking manufactured topics so much when nothing's going on.
3: That's what, I mean, Kirk Kirkman was the same way where he started in uh, sports talk radio. And then I think it like started to genuinely resent sports because that's what program directors do is try to jam it down your throat nonstop. Whereas, well, I- like, You can't stray away from that at all.
0: You know what I did not see coming at all, and was a really a um, just a shock to my system. Was I didn't realize there were all these woke people in the sports audience. Oh yeah, because we we went about doing our normal uh, you know FM hot talk type uh, rock and roll format and and making jokes about stuff like well the Jameis Winston uh, alleged rape victim. Remember she had <laughs> multiple multiple. It was a th- funny topic. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious topic. <laughs> just a, a side splitter. But yeah. like she had multiple semen. Multiple people semen in her underwear, Or something, and I think that sure. became a delightful topic one one afternoon <laughs> for about a quarter hour. And, and I just remember getting pounded by these super woke people and going, "What is going on?" Because we had weeded those people out of WRF, where well, there was no one left like that. Yeah, so that was that was weird. So that's what I'm
3: saying. As a radio veteran, I thought Drew was the perfect guy to join us to break down this uh, historic day in radio. Really, give us his perspective. But he's out of radio now, so make sure you follow his podcast for God's sake.
0: Just Drew and Mike everywhere is with yes. uh, people should share. Yes, it's everywhere. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's we've only had it for a few months, but uh, by all means, check it out. Get that cooking.
3: I'll make sure to tag you guys on uh, our YouTube channel and all that. Thank and you. I can tell, I could tell Drew is a pro because he had his producer call me before the show to make sure everything was like running correctly. Meanwhile, Craig doesn't know we're recording right now, so <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the same operation you
1: guys do. I was, I was in traffic. That's all it was. Hey, I know how it is
0: starting out. The staff the staff starts out small, and hopefully it gets a little bigger as time goes on. We'll see. Uh, and for us, make sure you follow Drew and Mike first and foremost, and then go to blindmike.net.
3: If you want to find us, that's where you can find all the links to Why Are You Laughing, as well as the Blind Mike Project, and uh, Who Are These Socials that I do with Drew's pal, Carl. You can find all the links at blindmike.net, as well as the link to our Patreon which uh, make sure you subscribe for bonus episodes of this show. And you get these episodes a week early on Patreon, so uh, subscribe if that interests you. YouTube membership's available as well. And let's get into it, because uh, like I said, Drew knows what it was like to be on the radio this uh, on this day, and there's nothing like it, obviously before or since, because there's nothing like 9-11, but even if you want to compare it to you know, Pearl Harbor or the JFK assassination or whatever it might be, there wasn't, the sh- there wasn't a show like the Howard Stern show or the Drew and Mike show or any sort of talk radio like that where you're basically interrupting a comedy show for these guys to analyze two planes tr- uh, crashing into the World
0: Trade Center. I have to tell you something a little tricky about that. There was a, um, there was a part in the show where they were replaying the plane going into the World Trade Center. I think it was the second plane too. And somebody uh, played a drop, which was the Teletubbies going again, again. I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, God, should we be playing drops like that? But I, I think I said something, but... You I, did. You came
3: off You came off very well. Actually, no, I brought you on to cancel you for that. I don't think <laughs> enough people have paid attention to that. I yeah. thought it was wrong, yeah. and you've skated for 20 years. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I, I think I said something, but I didn't really mean it. It really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it were the, some of the funny stuff I thought worked that day. You just had to... If you took things in context, I think we were fair. We
3: well, that... I think that's kind of what we're analyzing here So let's get into it, let's hear uh, the first clip Because to your point, this is what The Howard Stern Show is talking about Just randomly in the 8 o'clock hour On a, a Tuesday in September um, This is the kind
2: of shit they were Talking about around, You know, just kissing, it's nothing heavy And uh, it was getting late for me I had to go do the show, she wanted to go to another club Or something like that, and I was like I ain't going to another club, so what I said to her couldn't... Bottom line, bottom line What? Bottom line, she knew where to find me. She she knows my number. Oh, see that ego. Hold oh, uh, it a ego. second. It. If she wanted it, an she would have waved invitation. Yep. That's you right. gotta pursue a girl like that a little right. bit. Right. Nah. You I don't. Y- Ralph, you know me. Do I pursue anyone? No. Right. But for her, you gotta pursue. What? You don't want Pamela Anderson. I ain't pursuing her. Swallow your pride and go back to her. I am her door. not gonna pursue <laughs> her. He's
1: gonna wait till Pamela Anderson asks him. That's
2: right. And yeah. you know when that's gonna be. That's, that's it. Ever. That girl
1: doesn't do that. <laughs> she can do what be she wants. I'm the man she can't have, guys asking her. You know the
2: problem I'm is? the man she can't have. <laughs> the problem is, you say you don't pursue anyone, neither does she. That's right. Yeah, that's the So Kid Rock wins. What right. Can I tell you
3: so literally Howard Stern is talking about making out with Pam Anderson this is after his divorce obviously and I'm sure he thinks this is going to be the big segment because that is like a big if him and Pam Anderson are caught in public canoodling that probably is a big ratings grabber so in his mind this is what the big segment is going to be for Wait, that did, morning
0: Mike he made out with Pam Anderson This is what I've always, I don't know if this ever happened, because obviously
3: it gets overshadowed by what we're uh, about to discuss, but that's what he, that's what this whole segment is about, is that he made made out with Pam Anderson, they're asking like, did you grab her tits, and he's like, I can't remember, I forget if we have that clip or not, Oh He's he's like, I don't remember, it was weird. No, so I don't know if it was a that. bit that she was in on or what was happening. But I,
0: I, I'm about to drop her about three more rungs if she made out with Howard.
3: <laughs> 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 well, listen, you've seen the documentary. Your self-esteem was pretty low at this
0: time. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Which yeah. is a bonus for guys like him.
3: So so I think we're getting into a part. And now, Drew, I don't know how often you listen to the show, but we've gotten messages before. People get very angry uh, if we give spoilers ahead of time, you know, yeah, like, if, like, like if we talk about a a tragic event in someone's career, maybe they didn't know about, so they don't always want do us to spoil it. So all I'll say is the New York City skyline was different when <laughs> Howard was talking about Pam Anderson. So
1: we'll continue. Yeah, this, this clip is called a uh, fun stuttering John moment.
3: Oh, this is literally, I forgot how I was texting Drew this. I forgot how integral... Uh, Stuttering John was on this day. He was in studio. I guess he just happened to be in studio when the moment happened, and then never left because he has a few real, I mean, vintage Stuttering John gems
2: here. <laughs> I can't you know, wait. I, I met Pamela and oh, at, uh, Pamela Pamela. At, uh, Pamela. Nat yeah. B once out. I yeah. swear yeah. I could have dated her. Well, there you go. Why didn't you? Because I I, I <laughs> wimped out because I thought she's too big for me. Yeah, so she, so. She's hey, a what no, I, maybe, me. maybe I thought that too. John and I.
1: Can, let me just say, John and I hung out with her one night for a couple of hours, and I didn't see any sparks of any kind. <laughs> no,
2: no, no, I don't mean there. It was like it was like. You know what I'm saying? I, a couple. Were of you ago. rubbing her leg, John? No, but she likes to there. And I said hello, and she said hello, and we were both in <laughs> Vegas. Wow. Oh wow! wow. Tell you, oh, she oh, wanted it. Wait, if she I was about to say, you know what, dude?
1: She would have said, Yeah. Pam no.
2: is a friendly girl, yes. and that's where you can't get confused. Oh, yeah. You I can heard- tell when a woman wants you, and you can tell when a woman's just being friendly. Yeah. I- has a woman ever said hello to you, Drew? Is that,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever gotten that close? <laughs> I'm going to move Pam a couple rungs up if, 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 if there were no sparks between them. Oh, that would have been disillusioning to hear that there were sparks. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I
3: love that. Is That's the same stuttering John we know today where he's like, I almost banged Pam Anderson. And you have to dig maybe a quarter inch <laughs> to find, oh, she said hello to him and
1: she was polite. She <laughs> was a head nod probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's amazing guys like him, though, who think they're hot for some reason or think right. they're important. They will get women they have no business getting. But it's John, true. in this case, I, I don't know. What was, this? was his first wife? Super attractive or his only wife?
3: I imagine Susanna. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she was. I don't really know what she looks like. But uh, with the the, inter- the other interesting thing I found from that clip is uh, this is like a couple of years. I don't know how deep into the stern you go, Drew, but I- I'm sure you probably have heard of the uh, Pamela Anderson. And then he pronounces Nicholas Cage also yes, in his, yeah. uh, in his audition. Absolutely. This has got to be like two years before that. I think uh-huh. he knows he can, why would he choose the name Pamela Anderson to say in that audition? He knows he can't say it. <laughs>
0: No, it's, it's, I mean, that whole thing was absurd. The fact that he would be doing that with uh, Scott the Engineer, I mean, and it sounds like there was no forethought whatsoever for that tape. It's shocking. (laughs) And it shows why he got the job, which of course he would never acknowledge. But if he didn't work for Howard Stern, it wasn't an effort to hurt Howard's show (laughs) or pluck some of Howard's audience. There's no way he gets a job. He's the luckiest guy in the history of show business, isn't he? Really? (laughs)
3: He really is. And we'll hear, uh, I think we hear another couple of gems from him that uh, has not changed in the last couple of decades throughout uh, this episode, but let's keep moving, Craig.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, lucky for him, uh, a historic event happens in the middle of this story. And he yeah, honestly, it. John lucked out because he was probably
3: <laughs> about to get a, a classic beating there. <laughs> but lucky enough.
1: You know, you, know, you know how I know she wasn't interested in John? We sat with her for two hours, and they were talking about their kids a lot. That's a, that's a way you know she, yeah. That's how you get in.
2: <laughs> hey, I should make a... Uh, I, should, I don't mean to interrupt the fun, but uh, <laughs> this is a breaking news story, a serious news story. What? A plane has crashed uh, into the World Trade Center. You're kidding! The World Trade Center is on fire, <gasps> which is the... What the, is going on? Really? Taul- let me look out my window. It's yeah, the, the tallest... Oh, I just heard you say God. that John oh, made out with Pamela Lee. God. Look out the window. You can see wow. it, or you can. Uh, I don't see any fire. There's a fire at the World Trade <laughs> it's Center. On Hold on, outside, let me go, there.
1: Ralph. From you.
2: Take a look, seriously. Holy crap! You that's know, you know how I, I was just there. I was at a wedding right on, right
1: there. It was a Oh, Dubai.
2: dude! You see it? Don't. It, it's that's hot. Oh my God! I got to go out on my roof. This is incredible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, John was the classic. It could have been me. Yeah. There. <laughs> or I, I took it more as like. I was just there. It wasn't on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that be what he meant. Yeah. I say, personally, I'm delighted because I think we sounded more intelligent when we first found out. So that's that's really the measure for me is how do we sound yep. versus Howard? I'm very happy at this moment.
3: Yeah, well, that that's what's interesting is like, because you, I mean, you mentioned even someone telling a drop, but I remember on your show, you were kind of like, hey, knock it off. This could be serious. What's interesting there is they throw in a shot at John, like, and Grant, I'm not, I probably would have done the same thing. No one knew how serious it was or anything. But that's what's interesting is, like, at the beginning of this news story, it was still a light enough environment where people were like, hey, they probably heard John tried to make out with Pamela Anderson. (laughs) You know, throwing a couple of lines. Because no one knew what the fuck this was at the time.
0: No, it's true. I was just kidding about sounding smarter. Sure. I, we got off to a good start in that that topic, and who would have ever thunk that it would have been what it would have been? Because I I know I just assumed it was some private plane, right?
3: That, yeah, and that I, that that's what's interesting about hearing you guys talk about it, because you're because uh, Mike, your co host, was like absolutely not right away, and I can't imagine there were many radio shows that happen to have a pilot in the studio. So I bet for a while there were a lot of people thinking like. Oh, this might be like um I remember a few years after this, uh the Yankees pitcher Corey Lytle.
0: Oh yeah. Who's
3: yeah. playing into a building or something mm-hmm. like that? I'm guessing at the time people were probably like it's something like that. But, That's
0: what I thought, and it does yeah. happen. Yeah, rarely, but uh, but yeah, Mike was right away said there's no way a commercial pilot cannot miss the the twin towers, right, right. the twin tower because we didn't realize there were twin towers, which is one of the things I was really bummed out to hear listening yeah. back. We thought there was one,
3: <laughs> but as uh, as Drew obviously knows in radio, I forget I think it's like 15 minutes the the two crashes were apart, something like that. Yeah, it wasn't and much. That's a, but but it's a long time in radio when you have to fill all that time. With talking, so obviously they segue from that back into more just
1: chatter
2: (laughs) frivolity. Yeah, what kind
1: of what kind of play was it? A private. Stupid blame?
2: I don't have any more details. I'm following this story.
1: I hope this wasn't one of those like terrorist kamikaze attacks. You know what? He's preparing to, uh, to you sit in on uh, for Dan Rather. That's why he's being very serious. Yes. Uh, taking
2: over. This is my slot. audition. We go now to Sandra Rodriguez, who is a on the site at the World Trade Center. Sandra. Hello, Howard. <laughs> the fire is going very lovely. Uh Yeah, I'm going to be taking over Dan Rather when he retires. <laughs> hey, Howard, but it's a very serious story. I mean, I'm sure it is. I, but fortunately, it's early in the morning. Maybe not too many people are in the building. Uh,
3: that so that's also a point they kind of debunked right after that, where Gary was like, nine in the morning is late for financial people. But I will say, like, right after that, they were predicting it's inter- it's such an interesting like piece of history to listen to because, like I said, there's no other event. In American history where you have this much sound I guess the closest would be like The pandemic now where everyone had Social media and everything so you can see what everyone's Reaction was but before 9-11 There certainly was nothing where you can hear them react In real time like this
0: um, we went right to CNN, Fox News. The networks were all over it fast. And, and I think I, if I'm going to say if I'm going to pick a bone with Howard, they didn't do that. So they obviously didn't think it was that serious right away. I don't know why we we thought it was. And we had we had a lot of people in our show, too, who are around TVs and we're seeing that, you know, this is kind of a big deal.
3: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It's it's interesting because like
1: they do try to bring it back to levity, right? What's the next clip? Well, if you if you hear in that clip we just listened to, you can hear stuttering John be like, "Let's go back to talking about me and Pam." Yeah,
3: how, how John's like, "Wait, wait, hold
0: on! I remember I almost fucked Pamela. <laughs>
3: remember how good
1: I looked before that plane hit." <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, but, we had, we had to cancel a couple of interviews. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg we had coming on, and we had somebody else coming was, on. There was
3: another great name. It was um, Eddie Monster. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Butch Patrick. And honestly, there was a time in my career where I said, "Oh well, uh, forget this tragedy because Butch Patrick's on in ten minutes." You know, it when is. I was young and stupid, and I just followed the schedule. I would have done sure. that, but I knew immediately: there's no way we're going to talk to Whoopi Goldberg or, or Butch Patrick unless they are in the building.
3: Well, it was it was great listening to you because it was obvious. I I, it was definitely after the the second tower. It may have even been after the Pentagon was hit, where you were like, uh, you know, tell Butch Patrick this might not be the best day for him. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like
3: I think he'll understand.
1: (laughs) But uh, yeah, here they are getting back to Pam. All (laughs) right, yeah. So they, they they're like, hey, you know, tragedy happens, but people
3: need their laughs for God's sake.
1: Mad Hotel. Well, how are they going to get you know, they're not going to get hoses up there. They're going to have to rely on the sprinkler Sprinklers system and, all that? Yeah, we'll and you know how well they work in this yeah, city. The,
3: you know the stairwells are all You fine. can't drag
2: a hose up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Don't they have a
1: ladder that goes that
2: high? I don't even know how you begin to fight that fire. Sand. Good god. What do you want to know about Pam? Um Okay, so then you So we were hanging out. On, at- we were at scores. You're kissing her. Wait, I wasn't like a big makeout. It wasn't like that. But she wasn't she wasn't <laughs> pushing you away either. Nah, she was just playing a little bit playful, but so so that's, did, you that's, did you feel her breasts? What? Did you feel her breasts, being honest? Come on. Did you feel you the guys on the shoes? I don't remember. That's a yeah.
1: Did you touch her <laughs> titties? Who could say?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows?
0: I Who
1: has a memory like He doesn't remember that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'd remember that forever.
3: It, 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 it's, of it's crazy. It's crazy, though, just because I met, like um, I, I don't blame Howard at all. Obviously, I have the benefit of hindsight here to go back and laugh at all this. But I would probably be doing the same thing. What I find interesting is like imagining a radio DJ in the 1940s being like, uh, yeah, a couple planes attacked Pearl Harbor anyways. So I'm banging. Uh, <laughs> Audrey <laughs> Hepburn. Yeah, I was going to say Marilyn
0: Monroe. <laughs> I'm just thinking honestly that Stuttering John's microphone when this happens, just that, be done with him. That's a weird and I know, like,
3: you know, me and Drew have texted about Stuttering John here and there. We are. are interested in that world for sure. Yeah. So, so when I was going through it, I was like, I don't want to be too biased and just pull Stuttering John clips. But then I was kind of thinking about it, saying, like, it's fascinating that on. You know the most tragic day in American history. This buffoon had a microphone <laughs> and was talking to
0: a massive audience. Oh, you no, know, you can't play enough Stuttering John clips for me. If you have more, I'm yeah. delighted. <laughs> yeah. like, well, well he, he's he's in studio, so he makes
3: sure to pop his head in a couple more times. Yeah. I think. Classic
1: classic him, he's like,
3: and so honestly, did you grope (laughs) up? That's the big conspiracy that day. It's not, uh, it's not how does uh, uh, iron burn or steel burn, it's (laughs) how far did uh, Howard really get? Uh,
0: this next (laughs) one. I have heard since that that Howard had a spectacular show on 9/11 so it's interesting to hear it's uh, I'm sure it's going to get a lot more serious oh, yeah he,
3: he was I he was very good if I'm being honest but well okay. I, the most of the clips I pulled just because I'm fascinated by that particular segment and by the way just, the reason we I decided to do this episode is because on patreon we've started doing like individual segments like the last Howard one we did was um, the origin of Baba buoie we played the segment where that Baba Boo was first uttered so I do think it's interesting to go break down some of these old radio segments and so a lot of the clips I pulled from were from like the eight o'clock hour basically where it was still very fresh to all of them
0: oh yeah no it's it's fascinating absolutely and the show is uh, it's called uh, why are you laughing so <laughs>
1: that's right yeah <laughs> uh this one's just labeled explosion
3: yeah, so this is where you start to see... It's interesting to watch the speculation because ha-
2: it's happening in real time. It was not leaving a tongue. It was nothing. You gotta watch your monitor. They're
1: gonna play back. There was just an explosion.
2: Oh, let oh, <gasps> me see. Uh, oh, no. This is this is uh, but what what happened, Tom. What do you know? Uh, I mean, all I know is that apparently a plane. I've heard it. Uh, I've heard Channel 2 describe it as a uh, it uh, looked like someone was driving a you know, drunk driver driving a car, flew into the building. <gasps> was it a terrorist attack? Look, Look at, at this. That. Is unbelievable. <gasps> I mean, that's unbelievable a huge hole. To see what's going on at the World Trade Center that's and sad. about. There's,
1: there's wow, the explosion Look explosion that. that just happened at 20 seconds. It's second even hour. lower
0: now, the explosion.
2: looks yeah. like a movie. It is. Um, yeah, it does. It looks like a, a, a movie special effect. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's Pam me. Anderson's jet. Oh, stop. Finney, what are you talking what about? I'm not I'm trying about. to be making a... Well, this is oh. not even wait, a joke. Wait, hold on. Is, is, the, Gene, is the other one catching fire now? Gene Simmons is in the no. <laughs> <laughs> What was the Gene Simmons thing? Gene Simmons <laughs> <laughs> blew up. Wait a second. Let me see that again. let pull that up again. Is it in both buildings? Yeah, it looks like the other buildings are in the now. Well, yeah, this is going to be mad. You start to see
3: where some of the, like Howard obviously was a true pro and realized like, okay, something's going on here. But the other guys, and this is what happens when you have guys like Stuttering John or Vinny Favali in studio, where they're like, hey, it's a fucking comedy show. We should still be making jokes, right? They don't have the same instincts that Howard did, I don't think.
0: No, I, I, Howard's instincts sound a little slow to come around, to be honest. John's microphone should be absolutely off. I mean, I'm delighted that it's on. <laughs> yes, but it Because anything he says is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Was that him that said? Is it? It's Pam Anderson's jet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably.
3: (laughs)
1: Uh, Uh, Spoiler alert! uh, Second plane coming. Okay.
3: This is this is. uh, There's also a weird Robin moment coming up in a little bit, but yeah, this is where uh, (laughs) this is where they know it's
0: serious. (laughs) Okay.
2: Flames, man! Yeah. See, that that's, that's really the second building, so. Oh, my God. No,
1: no, no, no. No, 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 because no, the one on the second front.
2: building's on fire. That's yeah. right. The, the one on, you, on the right, has a, the right has a hole in it. a hole in The other one's the one that it. Exploded. No, I think it was the backside back of, of the first
1: building. That's a reflection. At least I hope it was. I don't okay. do too. So anyway, Pam and Anderson, because... There yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, in, it was oh, just Jesus. a rumor, somebody that's just it. called and said that on CNN, a second plane just crashed into... Oh, my Stop God. it! A oh, second God. plane. Wait, wait two a two minute! They are, two building. two two are buildings building. and that
2: is lower! That's what I so said. it's a terrorist attack, isn't you it? Just that, that's you what they're it's it's gotta, saying. Gotta it's got to be. Somebody just called in with that. Oh my goodness! A second plane might have crashed and a second building is on fire.
3: This is where uh, you talk, we were talking about instincts. This is where, again, the Drew and Mike show said the name Osama bin Laden, uh, bin Laden, I think, between the two towers. I don't know that you said absolutely it's him, but you threw that name out there as a possibility. And I it's- remember listening to it and thinking like, holy shit, how did they come up with that? Whereas Howard was a little slower on some of that stuff.
1: He did try to blow it up in like 93 at one point, didn't he?
0: Right. Right. Which is why that would be in people's minds. Yeah. You know, and there, there, his name was out there. But I'd been reading up on it. And you hear we're making jokes about seven, not jokes, but we're talking about 72 virgins as to why someone would do that. And I mean, a lot yeah. of nomenclature was was out there. I mean, we were very well aware of it, as were a lot of people. Um, But, yeah, you can tell, I think here we're going to see separation where the the true pro, the brain behind that show, Howard, is going to step up. And I'm thinking he's going to shed those other people. By the way, Robin sounding completely in disbelief. It's a reflection. I mean, it is hard to believe that this happened. It really was at that moment. But I I don't know. She doesn't sound terribly informed
3: this is this is an interesting aspect this is another reason i wanted a true radio guys perspective on some of this stuff because uh the whole people talk about in radio the role of the female i have always said is not robin's fault but it's radio's fault because of robin quivers where i think robin fit that role perfectly for howard And every, you know, morning zoo show or whatever tried to emulate that formula for the next 30 years. (laughs) And no one was as good at, as Howard at like keeping that role under control. So it would disrupt the show. So Robin's role of like, you know, pumping the brakes on things is weird in moments like this. Where her instinct is to be like, no, stop it. That's not what's happening because they're reacting to actual things in real time. So in the way
0: she sounds really uninformed. I mean, shouldn't you be watching CNN? Shouldn't she step outside and pop on one of the networks and be watching it and knowing instead of just kind of guessing at that point? Couldn't she yeah. look to her
1: right and see the building?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Look out the window.
1: Yeah. Uh, I believe I think this is another Stuttering John clip it's it's uh, 13 Seconds It's called two lacks.
3: Um, No I think This is I think this is Howard that'd be great oh. If John's like we're two lax in this country
1: <laughs> 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 I, There's another one somewhere <laughs> But here we go
2: Does this scare you yes yeah, Yes it does, it does scare yeah. me okay, bring that up. We're totally two lax in this country Trying to tell you Tell me if you're ready did you see that movie Swordfish Hour? Well, the same. We t-
3: well in a way, it wasn't okay.
2: starring John there, there he was. <laughs>
3: what you're a more you moron. moron.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my God!
3: <laughs> do you think, Drew, anywhere in the world, on the morning of 9-11, after the second plane had been hit, anyone else <laughs> asked, even people that hadn't heard about it yet, do you think anyone said, have you seen the movie Swordfish? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, and I don't think if you replayed that incident 500 times that anyone ever would. who <laughs> would ever do that. He's truly unique. He's one of a kind.
1: He really is.
3: That's but what I would love, the, 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 you know, parody of Forrest Gump where John is at every historical event asking someone about random movie trivia.
1: <laughs> JFK gets shot. He's like, Pam Anderson was going to give me a hummer.
0: <laughs> what made him think of Swordfish at that moment? Does anyone know anything about the movie
3: that would make that make sense? What sad drew is we'll never know. You know? We'll, no. Now we'll never know. Because Howard just moved on like a buffoon. <laughs>
0: He's, he focused on the tragedy.
1: <laughs> but is there anything in the plot of that movie that would be of I,
3: I'd have to go back and watch it. Not to my knowledge, but I'll, think I'll,
1: so. I'll check the uh the IMDB during the next clip.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Look into that for us <laughs> and see what happens. Type in swordfish nine eleven conspiracy. I tried already. It was a, talking about actual fishing people. I I was ahead of that one. <laughs>
3: All right. What else do we? Get? Uh, it's war. So this is where I do find this so interesting is because a it's a totally different Howard that we hear throughout the rest of the morning, uh, but also you get an insight into like. Howard kind of having his finger on the pulse and reacting the way a lot of his listeners did. Now, granted, it was a different time, which is something I should remind people as we hear a couple of these clips. But uh, I found Howard's reaction here interesting because it's so different than how he would react now. I think producers are telling us now that we do have some videotape oh.
2: of the second plane, and you can oh, see it there. No. Where, oh, Where? No. I didn't see it. Oh, oh, oh whoa! We're under attack. Going into <laughs> and building. The from our Stock vantage point, yeah, clearly difficult to tell We're under uh, attack. what type of plane that is, but it's a horrific scene. That's and all right, we've just God. been told also, Michael, sorry, the New York Stock Exchange is, is being evacuated, as is, I'm sure, much of Wall Street, oh. if not all of it, as, as much as possible. But the New York Stock Exchange has suspended trading for the moment. It's war. Come on. Everyone tries to all get right, out. A Japanese. Area. It's the Japanese. Did, it's this, did, Japanese. Is this is Pearl Harbor. Harbor. It, it is. got to go bomb airplane, everything over there. we got to bomb the hell out of them. You know who it is. I can't say, but I know who it is. As as soon, soon as we, we get That's crazy: This is more upsetting than me not getting Pam Anderson. What is that, Tom?? <laughs>
3: Pam Anderson
2: was such an integral part
3: of this. Thing. <laughs> <I
1: know. laughs> so the uh, the plot of swordfish, a covert counter-terrorist unit called Black Cell, led by Gabriel Shear, wants money to help finance their war against international terrorism.:
0: OK. Uh, All right. maybe there's a scintilla. Of a point to the reference but yeah, Maybe I John was... thought it was them yeah, coming he,
1: after. yeah Howard goes it's terrorism And he
0: just goes swordfish <laughs> <laughs> It is a movie That's <laughs> <Probably> not appropriate <laughs>
3: You ever seen uh, Top Gun Howard
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's it kind of um little jingoistic to go to the oh, Let's bomb the hell out of them I, I guess I thought Howard was a little better than that Then
3: well, that's what I found so interesting about the clip because now you like he's become such an anti-Trump guy, and he's like you know this very he's he's become super liberal. Like every time I'm you saw. see him on trend, you see him trending on Twitter, it's because of some political thing that he's saying.
0: Yeah, uh, he would not say, uh, let's start bombing them I think Robin said that actually And I don't know, it's a little premature I mean, obviously, to say we're under attack was I think they were absolutely right I mean, once you saw the second two commercial jets Flying into the, the Twin Towers, of course Yeah, we, are under, we were under attack
3: Right, yeah, it's it's interesting because you also hear, Howard I think you you guys did a pretty good job Of playing it uh, down the middle in the sense of like I remember listening back to your clips, hearing you say a couple of times, listen, it could, I think, uh, you know, the Timothy McVeigh thing was still in people's minds at the time. Yeah. yeah. He said, hey, it could be something like that. We have no fucking idea. But we also, you know, kind of do. <laughs> we have an idea yeah. who it is. You guys are pretty good at saying, like, hey, there are other possibilities. Uh, Howard, I think, went a little more extreme, but I think you could also tell based on some of the calls he gets, his audience, I think, wanted that in that moment.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I'm excited to hear that, if that's coming. Yeah. Um, Tim McVeigh in, in Oklahoma City was only six years before that, which is weird to think of. But, I mean, that was when when that happened in Oklahoma City. I mean, think of the insanity of it. And you guys are probably young enough that it really doesn't does it have much of an impact on you. I mean, you really understand Oklahoma City which Not is it? at all.
3: I heard it's interesting because uh, I think there's Gary Del Bate also references it on this show and you guys referenced it. So I was like, okay, obviously that was still fresh in people's minds, but I, I only know it as a reference. I don't remember
1: it at all. It was an yeah, explosion.
0: The whole business of militias and these, you know, these uh, sovereign citizen types, you know, in his case, I mean, he he filled a truck full of the most incredible bomb and blew the side of huge building off in Oklahoma City. Right. Why? I couldn't I could not tell you, but uh, that was that was a big, big deal. And it wasn't that far away. And Waco was just a couple of years before that, too. And Waco was fucking madness. There was a lot of crazy shit happening.
3: Yeah. Uh, so where are we going now Craig? Uh, the first caller Oh so this is I think what I was talking about Where uh, Howard saying uh, We should bomb the shit out of him Or bomb the hell out of him Whatever he said uh, Was even a little mild for some of his
2: audience uh, <laughs> Yes it was <laughs> Right wow. into the plant, into this the is, building This is them towelhead bastards Well, we don't know who it is. We don't know know yet. I I got a feeling.
1: Uh, You know, it could be a. You can't
2: say that, but I can say that. It's about time we take these cowhead bastards and throw them out of the damn country. Well, don't overreact. You're too nice to people. Let's find out who it is. We're going to find out. Once I find out, then we'll get crazy. Then we'll get crazy. I got a lot of friends at work in that building. I'm sitting here watching it burning right now. I know, I know, Joey.
1: That must be nuts.
2: It's interesting. It's it, That's another
3: fascinating thing I uh, find listening to old Howard clips is just some of the shit you could say on radio. And again, I'm not saying like, oh, they should have been taken off the air for saying that. I'm just saying in comparison to now what you can get away with saying on the air, it's so fascinating to hear some of the language they used on uh, terrestrial radio back then.
0: Yeah, I wonder what your responsibility would be for the callers if a caller was to say something like that. Now, I, I suppose you would have, you better shut it down quick or you probably would have problems. Or tell them how wrong they are. <laughs> be- yeah,
3: I honestly, yeah, I think, well, because you hear Howard say there like, hey, hey, don't jump to conclusions, but, you know, I got a feeling you're not too far off. <laughs> that would, I think, get you fired now. Least, certainly if someone picked it up and it got steam on social media or
1: something. Yeah, no, that'd be a problem now yeah. for sure. Uh, ne- next is uh, teach him a lesson.
3: See, this is more of the uh, this is more of the Trump talk. Howard hates Trump now, but he would have loved him in two thousand one.
2: Uh, you're a big pussy. You didn't touch Pam Anderson. <laughs> no, we're back on that, hey, dude. I'm telling you. We can talk about that anytime. Yeah, uh, you can be back on to me tomorrow. I'm right in the middle now. of uh, organizing a military action. Thank you. Look, how do you combat this, though? I mean, how, how oh, Reagan's, you know
1: how Reagan stopped them.
2: Well, no, but I'm you saying, I mean, you like, go in there and you teach them a lesson. We know where these people are. Yeah, we know exactly where they are. We need to send some cruise missiles over there right now and just start bombing the hell out of them. Today. We're always right worried now. about the innocent civilians who live well, around you know what? Innocent civilians, so what? They shouldn't be living by these guys, supporting them, I see, we crap, don't. okay? How about this? We won't do anything. What about oh, oh, no. oh. We won't. We, we better won't do, we so won't do anything. We do, G- do something. can see. you will. GW, G- you better get on the, hey, on G- w, the G- stick. GW, you're listening to this right now. You better bomb the hell out of those towel
3: heads. <laughs> That's an uh, interesting thing about that clip to me is like, Once I started, so I was 10 on September 11th. uh, So I didn't really know what was going on to a a full extent of any kind. So once I started remembering, like um, once I have like a conscious memory of politics and that sort of thing, I remember a lot of people criticizing the fact that we were in Afghanistan, obviously Iraq, but also Afghanistan and all this kind of stuff. So I find it fascinating to listen to the reaction where they're like, "Ah, we're pussies. We're not going to do anything, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that's that's strange, um, especially from that show. I mean, thinking about them now, it's mm. it just makes them sound so fake. Um, I, I think you should be a little more judicious about the phone calls you take at a time like that. And <laughs> I, yeah, I suspect they probably knew exactly what those people were going to say and they knew it would probably play well. And they were right. And I got kind of a kick out of hearing it, honestly, because you just don't hear stuff like that anymore
3: yeah it's it's weird because like my i think maybe based on the time i grew up too where my even my reaction i'm always i get made fun of for being like too much of a um you know anti-cancel culture and you should be able to say what you want like i almost get too involved in some of that stuff um and even i am like oh jesus like my reaction (laughs) is to kind of cringe at hearing some of that language but then i you also realize that like you know, you've been trained to do that. Like if that was still the way people talk, there's an honesty to that, that I do kind of respect, if that makes sense. No, I understand I'm no. referring to racial slurs, but I do. There's yeah. an element where it's like, these people are reacting honestly in the moment, you know?
0: I understand what you're saying. I just think that, um, and maybe I'm just saying this because I thought we did a pretty good job of this. I think you got to be careful about screening phone calls at a time like that. I just, it's just I don't know and, you know maybe maybe the audience he had cultivated at that time loved that, but I, I just seems kind of irresponsible and stupid to me. To put people on the air saying stuff like that.
3: Right. Bah, bah,
0: bah, yeah. it. <laughs> I students.
3: guess that that's what's interesting about it though, is it was almost like any other day on the Howard Stern show. That's what I find so weird about listening to some of these.
1: Yeah, and the Pam Anderson jokes are still kind of Still going. Yeah. Every story needs a through line. We know that. <laughs> no, that's 9 11 Pam Anderson. Yeah.
0: That should be
3: the next Pam Anderson documentary. What was her involvement? Why does she keep coming up?
1: I don't know what it is, but she had something to do with it. Uh, th- this is the uh, Weird Robin moment you were talking about
3: Oh yeah this is again This is the the whole th- like the Pump the brakes role that Robin had This is why she's terrible in a Real moment where like Yeah her role I Believe is that I, Of course so Howard can make black And female jokes and yes. get away with That old laser but also Like when things were getting Crazy there's someone in the room to be like, "Oh, come on!" And I think a lot of radio shows historically have played that very poorly, but Howard was very good at it. But in a real, genuine moment like this, this is where Robin was very bizarre to me.
1: He will that be that. That
2: probably won't be part of the skyline of Manhattan anymore. Oh, stop it! What do you mean? How- we must have that. Who cares? Well, you're not going to have it. It's gone. But how? freaking put it back. What's that stuff that's coming out? Of-
1: it back
3: that was a weird like I think by the end she's like joking but her instinct is to be like oh stop we're gonna have that in the skyline and I think that's Benji that's like
1: the fuck are you talking about it, it's gone and no no that was before they collapsed too Spo- but I mean, spoiler well, I
3: mean, I still think you knew it wasn't gonna be it wasn't gonna be great anymore yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: she just sounds so trite yeah and yeah. like a school teacher or something. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I, I never uh, liked that role when she played it, yeah. whether she was good at it or not. I, I really don't like that whole, um, the female who, who knows when things go too far. Cause I always disagree that the female knew.
3: Right. Were you ever
0: strapped with that in radio? Did not they really. ever suggest? No, that? I was, I was never in a room where someone said, now fortunately we brought in this female Trudy, who's going to tell you when you're going too far because, uh, <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't do that anyway. Trudy loved dick jokes. She laughed at a lot of stuff that guys laughed at, which I think is part of what made the show work.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I remember hearing Opie and Anthony talk about they over the years, they would try to uh, put a woman in with them. And their logic was like, if the woman is there to be the one who, you know, pulls the leash on us a little bit, we don't want that. We don't want the leash pulled because then it's not the Opie and Anthony show, you know? But I do think Howard was able to play that. There's instances like that with Robin that are a little cringy, but I think Howard's the one guy that was able to utilize that role. And it's so weird because one guy was successful at it. And then for 30 years, program directors were like, you need a Robin, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I heard a lot of women over time in various shows, you know, who were just a, a, a cold shower on really funny stuff yeah. sometimes. And it's like, yeah. I, that does not, you know, when you start feeling guilty about being funny, I think you're really, really taking
1: away some of the fun. Right. Uh, here they are talking about the bushes.
3: Oh, this was, uh, I thought this was pretty interesting too. Let's hear it.
2: Let him do it. Didn't George W.'s father have the chance to go all the way when we went to, yeah. to well, yeah. war? Just go right in and The Bushes don't have the the chutzpah. They don't have the balls. Notice
1: They didn't do this
2: when Reagan was. Uh, no. <laughs> you need a guy who didn't grow up rich. guy who can. A guy bomb. like me who will bomb things because he's angry. <clears throat> I but love you know to what? bomb. I mean, I mean-
3: Oh, and then George Bush said, I'll raise you one war and give you two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, you son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Does Robin not sound like she loves Reagan?
3: <laughs> it, she, I mean, that's, 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 that's the second clip we've played where she mentions Reagan. But there were at least three or four times where she's like, do it. Do what Reagan did. It's
1: so weird. It kind of sounds like she just likes building fires. <laughs> that's totally bizarre to me, especially for her.
3: Well, yeah, this is all that's also like at this point, Reagan had been in office for what 13 years. So it's a weird yeah. reference to keep making.
0: No, it's in, um, I'm just trying to think of, uh, what wars Reagan, you know, participated in while he was president from 1980 to 1988. <laughs> uh, right, right. Uh, no, nah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Peaceful time. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the walls came down. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we have another John Gem.
3: Oh good. Good. Oh. We've been uh, void of of a John Zinger for a little while.
1: So <laughs> when he brings up dumb and dumber probably. <laughs>
2: But now let me ask you something. Now, now, now the World Trade Center has a uh, you know a sprinkler system, right? So, so yeah. that, it's not going to be able to. Well, that ain't going to do it. Well, that, that's a <laughs> <It's where> regular <laughs> fire, is, not yeah. an explosion. So, yeah, this is, <laughs> a, this is a, an airplane driving no, right into that, the building. You so know how much fuel is on the plane? Exactly. They have no. Yeah, loaded with jet fuel. So there's nothing that can be done then. No, no. No. Listen, they, they, when they build it, they don't plan on planes driving into it. No. <laughs> how would I've got a squirt gun? Should I run over that? <laughs>
0: You know, John's mic should 110% be turned beyond off. He should be removed from the building, for Christ's sake, so his words can't possibly get their microphone. But they add so much! Quick, everyone grab a bucket and pail and run (laughs) to the trade center. I mean, honestly, who would really be analyzing the sprinkler system at a time like this? And I love the way Howard just takes care of by saying, they drove a plane into the building, John. Jesus.
3: (laughs) Even the greatest sprinkler system in the world. John's blaming the sprinkler company for (laughs) 9-11.
1: <laughs> yeah, he sees what? like those produce mist guns in like a supermarket. He's like, that could put a fire out, definitely.
0: <laughs> Please tell me there's more John to come. Um, I can't confirm
3: that, but I, I hope there is as well. I don't remember, but that might have been the. We'll, we'll see.
1: Uh, leader of Thought is next.
3: Uh, okay. I'm like, you, knew, but you know what?
2: This is our worst nightmare. You knew this oh, was going to
3: happen. Okay, actually set this up a little bit. I forgot. This is interesting where uh, you hear I think it's Dominic Barber on the phone uh, the Howard's lawyer friend At the time um, And he throws in a, a mention because There's some speech like we were talking About going around and this I, this I thought Was an interesting moment by uh,
2: Dominic Barber I'm like you, knew, but you know what This is our worst nightmare you knew this was going to happen yeah. One day and it's happened
1: Well it's because we never settle anything You
2: That's know what right. I gotta tell you And we don't face the fact that the you know, and I'm not saying it's the Arabs who did this. I don't know yet, but I'm guessing the Arab world has to be taught a lesson yeah. that we are the boss and you are going to be our dogs and you have got to be spanked. Will well, you do me a favor, please? Yeah. Will you not be the leader of these thoughts right now? Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I'm not being the leader of the thoughts. I'm saying I don't know who did it yet. It could have even been one of our well, own people. It could have been the Peru guy. Like that. No, it could have oh, even, even been, been like the Oklahoma Yeah, could have been America? like one of our own yeah. people. Yeah. It could have no. been one of our own people. But two you want to know something? It doesn't don't feel it. like one thing to like, feel like it. What? That's interesting where you hear
3: someone saying like, Howard, don't, don't be the, the leader of that type of stuff. That's interesting to hear from his audience. And it's why I like real moments like that playing out. Like if you live in a world that we live in now where everything's automatically censored, you don't get the call where the guy sounds like a racist, but you also don't get, don't get a call where Dominic Barber is like, Hey Howard, I don't agree with the way you're don't, don't make assumptions like that or whatever. So I think that's a great example of how censorship kind of gets rid of any dialogue or conversation.
0: Well, you, you want a real show at that time because they're going to express the things that you're really thinking, not just the safe things or the things that, well, things that the broadcast or the talks like this will be pointing out or not pointing out. I mean, you, it's, <laughs> it's cool to have a group of people around some microphones, except for John. What an idiot. But he's, he's entertaining me, I have to admit.
1: He is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really what
0: you want. <laughs> you're being entertained, too, at the same time, which is impressive to be able to entertain at a time like that. Yeah,
3: it is. It is, and that's really what John was doing. So I, I agree. I wish there was more John. Yeah, no, I, like, I should have. We started saying why does he have his microphone on, and now we're like, Howard, get out of the way. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we we left out the part where he talks about Muhammad Atta's wood paneling. We should have kept it in.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um.
1: Uh. Here's another one. Bombs. Uh.
2: Okay. Terrorism. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, we know film.
1: what. T- <laughs> <laughs> this is. This one's titled after John. <laughs>
2: Terrorism. Well, we know it's terrorism, and I'm telling you, a country has to be... You know, this reminds me of Japan attacked us in World War II, Pearl Harbor. They were the only country ever to attack the United States like this. And we took an A-bomb, and we blew the, the, the daylights out of them. Harry Truman knew... They were still screwing around four at the end later. of the war. It was four years later. Four years later, they dropped an atomic bomb on their ass. And we got to drop atomic bombs. It's got to be a war. That's like, all there is uh, a, But a devastating war where yeah, people we, die, no stopping, and burn their eyes out. <laughs> and I and atomic not about casual, uh, casual yeah. uh, And about how hey, you civilian, civilian casualties. Far we got civilian 40, casualties. People work in the train. If this guy Bush doesn't go to war right now, I'm telling you, that, you gotta, you're still got to know where to go. We know where well, to go. Well, you know what? Don't you know? If Bush. they didn't do it, they better surrender right away. Yeah, they should all surrender right now. I'd rather Martin. Sheen stepped That's up in Bush, Bush right now. Vinny, be quiet. You know, oh. Vinny, where did you come from? Right, Vinny. Vinny, handle it. Vinny Penn. Vinny Penn is still come trying on. to be funny. No, <laughs> he's like, hey, this it's was my, my day shot. to be funny. <laughs> this is my <laughs> shot. <Yeah, I> got- <laughs>
3: It's it's interesting because hey, this is like forty minutes after the events happened, so it's crazy that they've already gone to bomb the shit out of him and burn their eyes out and all this stuff that he's saying. But it is also interesting, and I there's something I like about it. Like it's it's there's an the element of cringe to it when you know guys like John and Vinny Favali keep trying to throw in jokes throughout the morning. But there's also an element of realness to it where people are uncomfortable. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to react, especially when you're on a show like this. You don't know what the right mood is for it. So that's that's what I love watching unfold.
0: Well, as far as Howard and burning people's eyes out and stuff, I mean, there's a reason that you have the highest ratings in the world, and that's because you reach the lowest common denominator. And the lowest common denominator likes to hear stuff like that, about burning people's eyes out and destroying people and then – big fat atom bombs. So yeah, I mean, there's a, it all makes sense in a way.
3: And that, that's, what's fascinating. Not, not to make this a political thing. I don't care if you voted for Trump. Congratulations. This isn't mm-hmm. an insult to you, but what I'm saying is like, it's amazing that Howard doesn't see the comparison between Trump and himself, where literally when you play this particular episode, the things that Howard took issue with Trump saying, he's saying, and Howard's argument might be, I wasn't running for president, but he's talking to, you know, tens of millions of people.
0: Have you noticed that a lot of people who hate Trump the most, and I would put Howard in this category, yes. are a lot like Trump? Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I,
0: I said it the other day about Megan Rapino when the soccer team lost. I thought, you know, yep. she's a lot like Trump. She would hate to hear that, but she is. She's right. never wrong. She's always right. She's always running her trap. Uh, it's just about different stuff. Preach.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Craig loves when the show takes a political turn. <laughs> you know, give as it as long me. as you want. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, here is the collapse.
3: Uh okay, yeah. So you oh. forget the buildings and not like go- Like, you know, we played Robin cool. where there was still some hope that they would be standing, they'd be repaired or something. <laughs>
2: Oh, thank God you took my call, Howard. Now I'm looking at seven, I'm looking at five, I'm looking at two, I'm looking at four. Let me tell you something, Howard. One word. Wow. I can do is oh, no. Wait a second. What oh happened? My God. God. Oh my God. What just happened? Oh, my God. Oh, what just oh, happened? Look God. at that. Oh, the whole World Trade Center just collapsed. Yeah, I'm looking it, collapsed. At it on Channel seven. Oh, my, oh, my God. 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 The whole thing just completely oh, my dropped. Oh, goodness.
1: It actually oh, collapsed. That's it. Oh, oh my God. God. Anybody who had a chance of getting out of there, it collapsed. Oh, it's gone. it
2: are you watching the footage? Mm, yeah. Oh, it's horrific. The whole thing just collapsed. What? Uh, everything around there is
1: in danger.
3: And there has to be an and We'll hear a little bit from Howard where um, he he says as much, but there has to be an element at this point when you're doing a show like this, where you're like, why are we even on the air? <laughs> but I think there is a comfort and we'll hear uh, Howard and Tom Chiasano kind of talk this out in a minute there's an element of, because I heard you guys doing this, Drew, where you guys wanted to tap into shows that were in New York because you thought you were like, what the hell is going on out there? We're out here in Michigan. You know, we like a little more insight. So I think there's almost a comfort, even though Howard also doesn't know what the fuck is going on. There's a comfort to someone in, you know, Florida or wherever, listening to people in New York talk about it and react to it in real time.
0: Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and also just listening to a show that is a show that you people you like spending, you know, a couple hours a day with every day, you might as well spend this tragedy with them, too, because they're right. going to react the way that you probably like them to react. And Howard is giving the people exactly what they want.
3: Yeah, yeah. You're going through it with someone Like again we hear these reactions from them But you're going through it with someone Where you're like I wonder how they would react And so it is a fascinating experience
1: Or if you don't know how to react you're looking for guidance
3: <laughs> Yeah in a way yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. And A lot of a
1: lot of his audiences love
0: The way he reacted and they reacted to him And probably reacted the same way after they heard The way he reacted and so there was probably I'm sure a lot of yeah let's drop some Bubbles on that. I'm, I'm sure that Had some effect on the
1: audience yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how many people missed 9-11 because they Decided to turn on Baywatch or something.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there was they a lot. Were rewatching swords. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> uh,
1: this is the last clip from the uh, Stern Show, um, and it's him talking about staying on the air.
3: Oh, this is a, this is a I perfectly segued into this clip. Let's hear them discuss
2: it. Um, I don't know what we're good to do. What good it is to have us on the air right now. I don't know. Uh, they're not letting anybody into the city, are they? No. Tom, I don't think it does any good to have us on the air now, does the it? The only thing I'd say about having you on the air is it's a place for people to come. right? More Especially awesome. people in other cities. You know, um, it becomes a big encounter session if you want to continue that. All right, I'll stay on the air for a while.
3: And then Howard stayed on for another close to three hours. His show that day was, I think, uh, well, and with commercials taken out, or some commercials taken out on the uh, YouTube video that I took it from, like six and a half hours. And you said, you uh, Drew, you guys
0: were on till like 2.30 in the afternoon, right? We were, and, and I would think, Howard, you would have had to tear him off the air. He sounds like he's ready to go, and then he kind of gets talked into staying, but I would have thought he would have wanted to stay on the air. I mean, history is happening right in yeah. front of him, so I'm surprised to hear that.
3: It's an interesting conflict because I think it's a rare moment where Howard wasn't worried about ratings and was legitimately saying maybe people would be more comfortable with, you know, whoever the news person of the day was on at, you know, 10 a.m. Um, and that's an interesting conflict because you, then, you, then uh, that goes into them all kind of debating and Robin and uh, Fred and all these guys are like, well, even if we went off the air, like there's no way we're getting home. You know, you're not getting out to Long Island or whatever, so we might as well stick around.
0: When Howard was talking about getting off the air, well, there's no need for us to be here. I was thinking that he was thinking about himself like he wanted to get the fuck to where he wanted to go and he wasn't really thinking about <laughs> us for you're, his audience.
3: You're probably right. My mind went to uh oh, he wants them to listen to the news. You're probably right. He's thinking, fuck, traffic is gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I, terrible.
0: I want to because he's pretty paranoid as it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was thinking he wanted to be somewhere, but then he probably his instincts kicked in and he thought, yeah, the, the audience would of course want to listen to him because they always wanted to listen to him. And any additional content was good. At a time like that, I would say he's probably more important to the audience than at almost any time.
3: Sure um, So you said, we, Craig, we have one more clip left Right, but it's not from the uh,
1: Howard Stern show No, nope, it's our favorite segment
3: Yeah, so, uh, Drew If uh, any time we can On this program We try to shoehorn Norm Macdonald If it even remotely fits So we have one clip of uh, Norm Macdonald Before we get out of here But uh, before we do that Is there anything you think we missed from nine eleven? Anything we should have talked about Or any final thoughts you have on but either the Stern show or from your perspective, broadcasting that day.
0: Um, you know, the, it's, there's just, it would take so long to, to go through. I mean, cause the, the last few hours on the air, cause we got into the Pentagon and Oh, it's a bomb at the Pentagon. No, it's a plane at the Pentagon, a plane crashed into the Pentagon. And then there's, there's one more flight. It's still in the air. And that was the one over Pennsylvania. Right. I mean, it's just, once you start going down that path, it's like you'll never, you'll never tie it up. But as far as uh, Stern, um, I just kind of, um, I did he leave all those people on with him, like stuttering John and the whole gang the rest of the way.
3: Yeah, I the majority of people were in there. I think they may have filtered in and out during breaks and stuff like that. But yeah, it still was a bit of a. Now I will say. The, also, the reason I don't have a ton of clips from the end of the show is it was a lot more you know, news coverage with them piping in here and there. Okay. So it wasn't as much of uh, tell, me, tell me about a tits, Howard. <laughs> you know,
0: but, I don't see any great stuttering John material. That's really what I was most upset about.
3: I know. I'm sorry. I, I did what I could, I pulled all the gems I could find. That was great. That no, was really good. <laughs> I love the clips you pulled. Oh, my God.
1: All right. Look at that so, fire uh, you see in <laughs> That That will never get old. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what what's great too is that if you add this is the thing about the thing about uh stuttering john is if you uh asked him now what was it like to be on air um on 9-11 he would wax poetic about mm-hmm. how he was in there for the news coverage and it was all this day where they didn't know what they could say and all of this and that. like he and i don't think he'd be lying i think his brain is just you know, waterlogged. Then he has this <laughs> skewed memory of things that that I, I like. In his mind, he'd be telling the truth, which is why it's fascinating to go back and listen to him go. Like, did you grab a tits Howard? <laughs> how was swordfish?
0: I desperately want the uh, the drop of how how is Swordfish? Or Have you seen swordfish or whatever he said? We the, we that. can send you that. <laughs> Greg, send him that, that after the show. I
1: will send him that. him that. I'll send him Almost
0: right to that. the most inappropriate spot. It just incredible <laughs> not work. And he also, you know how much healthier John sounds when he talks back then? Crazy. Oh, I,
3: you know what? I meant to mention that actually all their voices sound different for sure, but John's is it's wild to listen to him back then
0: compared yeah. to now. And, and he talks differently too. I mean, he does. You're right. He sounds truly waterlogged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does. His mind does. It just doesn't work. He doesn't. He used to at least have a, a, a patter about him, and he got from point A to point B without too much trouble. Now it's a lot of, uh, uh. I mean, he just, it really just sounds so disheveled now. His brain sounds so disheveled. Waterlog's a better word.
3: Um, and now, before we uh, get to our last clip, Drew, tell the people one more time the best place to find you.
0: Yeah, the Drew and Mike show on iTunes, Spotify, or any platform that has podcasts. Actually, we're on 77 platforms. And Drew and Mike show on YouTube as well, and subscribe to that. And uh, that's that's plenty good.
3: Yeah, definitely go subscribe because they started their channel a month ago, and they well surpassed us in subscribers. So they need the help, for God's sake. No, <laughs> uh, go
0: subscribe to Drew and Mike show everywhere you can. Yeah, no, we always want more. Always more, more, more. You know and, that is. Uh,
3: Absolutely. And blindmike.net if you want to support this program. That's where I find all the free links to this show, YouTube included, and the Patreon. So uh, check all of those out if uh, that interests you. Now, you're, you're about to see uh, how loosely associated uh, a wedging of norm into an episode can be um, when it comes to uh, 9-11. <laughs>
1: Hey, for
2: the ninth consecutive year, uh, Nick, JetBlue Airlines ranked
0: first for satisfaction among all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least
1: in satisfaction? 9/11 9/11 Airlines. What a terrible name for an airline. It reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh 9/11. I <laughs> you know? oh,
2: don't laugh at 9/11. Again. I try to tell him not to going, laugh. Adam. I know. I walked through blood and bones in the streets of Manhattan
1: trying to find my brother. Jesus. Yeah. He was in northern Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I can listen to. That. That clip I've listened to since Norm Died I've been sent that clip people Send it to me uh, like anytime it's posted On Instagram people DM it to me and shit And still every time I find It fucking hilarious it's very
1: funny
0: I don't know if you guys remember this not To extend the program but I don't, no, it, After 9-11 like the next Like two days later till like Five or six days later People were showing up where all the live people are broadcasting, and and they go, yeah, um, uh, Blind Mike, what can I help you with? And someone like you would go up, and go, yes, this is my sister, uh, Patricia, and I haven't seen her in five days, and uh, we're really worried about it. We have not, and, and I mean, the answer is obviously, yeah, I think she's in that pile, of rubble over there. That's yeah, probably is. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I I, rem- I remember that. I do really? remember that. Yeah. yeah no- no one, of course, said, "Yeah, she's in that pile of rubble." But I mean, she was obviously in the pile of rubble. But right. nobody would say that. And so these people would line up with pictures, going, "Yeah, this is my uh, this is my wife," and uh, I'm looking for. Her. I can't imagine where she oh, is. Nobody's here. Sad. sad. They would light they would light uh,
1: candles and hang the posters everywhere. And the answer uh, is they're under all that concrete right over there. The networks were playing on it. They were loving the emotion
0: of it. And oh, this is let's get as many people on here as we can. Because maybe someone has seen them somewhere. It's crazy. Who knows where they could be? We have all these people missing. What happened?
1: My God, we had 9-11. Isn't that enough? Jeez. Two, two giant building footprints. What? Could, where could they have gone? It was bizarre, I'm telling you. I love that I thought it would, thought it would be a good idea to end the episode with
3: a norm clip, because it might be a little lighter than talking about 9-11, and then Drew goes, you know, a lot of people held out hope to find their family members. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> had a good time. I hope
0: you did, too. <laughs>
3: uh, Drew, you're the best. I loved having you on, buddy. I hope you enjoyed it as well. <laughs>
0: no, it was fun. It was really fun. I enjoyed it, for sure. All right, hey, guys. My- listen to the
3: Drew and Mike show every day, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time, or uh, four
0: days a week. I'm sorry, right? Four days a week? Yeah, we're pretty much four, four and 4.2 days a week, approximately.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so make make sure you go check that out, and we'll talk to you guys next time. See why you laughing? Zip it up. <laughs> And zip it out with.